Alrighty, welcome back to the Merc Town Talk. This is episode four. I'm your host, Lambden Hardy, and I'm here with... Morgan Maselli. Mason Gaddis. We're also here with... Gray Hamilton. Rachel English. And we're going to talk about uh, wrestling, soccer, and we've got one special topic for the end of the episode today. Alrighty, Grant, we're going to start off with you in uh, wrestling today. Well, I understand that y'all are leaving today. Today is Thursday. Y'all are leaving after school, after a practice. You're going to get sweat in and head on down to Macon. Um, how, how do you think that's going to go today? A little nervous. I'm sure the boys are, too. Planning on getting a good practice in, leaving, getting some good sleep tonight, waking up tomorrow and going at it. That's the plan. Going right mentally, be physical. And I think we'll come out on top, a few of us, definitely. So I know y'all had sectionals last weekend. Can you speak a little bit on that, how everybody kind of did? Uh, what are some things you did outside of wrestling? Uh, I saw y'all had a little fun out there on the beach. Yeah. That seemed that seemed interesting. Um, can you just tell me about some of the things that y'all did outside of wrestling? Okay, well, first off, we brought 12 people, taking 11 to state, so that's pretty big. Um, we didn't do too much outside of wrestling. Mostly stayed at the hotel, hung out, took a few trips to the gas station with the boys, walked with the coaches, like you said, went to the beach, had a good time. Nothing too crazy. Saw y'all had some uh, little rocky shenanigans out there. Itchy and oh, Hope God. were wrestling. <laughs> uh, Kyle and Hope were having a little rocky marathon over there, doing a little running on the beach. That seemed fun. Um, so how did sectionals actually go? How did most of your wrestlers perform? Well, we brought seven into the finals. Five ended up placing first, two second. And we had a few placed third and fourth. So all in all, not a bad tournament. Most mostly everyone did pretty well. We had one get put out, but he's coming back next year stronger and better than ever. So excited to see how he does. That's good to hear. That's awesome that y'all are taking so many wrestlers to state. Now let's move on to state itself. So state is held in Macon, correct? That is correct. And that's at the Macon Coliseum. Yes, sir. Been there several times. It's uh, the Macon Coliseum is an awesome place. It is. It's a special event, especially to be holding state at. And uh, I know they have a lot of spectators there every year. Uh, personally, I'm, th- I'm thinking of coming down uh, Saturday for yeah. s- to watch finals. Hopefully, I get to see a lot of my friends in the finals. So, how are you thinking uh, it's going to go day one? Well, we're wrestling all of our matches on day one, and then on Saturday we wake up and we hold the finals match in third and fourth. So, Friday is going to be a packed day. All classifications are going to be there. It's going to be a packed out coliseum. I think it's going to be fun. Energy is going to be high. We need some boys to pull through have some big upsets, and see what we can pull out the sleeve. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. So I understand last year, because of COVID, they changed the rules a little bit to where they weren't allowing the wrestlers to enter the stands, and they were holding that off for fans and parents only, and they had y'all in a back uh, yeah. a back room. I'm not exactly sure what kind of room it was, but it was a large room. They had all of the wrestlers from all classifications in there, and it was really crowded. It was very uncomfortable. There wasn't very much room. It was hard to understand when you would be wrestling and on the mat. So do you think they're going to be doing that again this year? Uh, they will not be doing that again this year. Um, and last year it was 1A and I think one other classification. They did all the classifications in different days. But now um, everyone, all the classifications are going to be there. So it's going to be even more packed than last year. It's going to be a lot more packed. So, yeah. All righty. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. And State sounds like it's going to be a great event this year. So how many people do you expect to have in the finals? Hoping everyone, but at least five, at least five to six. Hopefully everyone, though. Absolutely. We're definitely hoping to see as many people as possible in the finals. It's always amazing to go down there and just 
typically Commerce has a very large crowd because we have so many wrestling supporters, and it's awesome to be able to look up in the stands and see that community supporting who, whichever wrestler from Commerce it is on the mat, and especially in the finals. Y'all know God. we like to get loud during the finals, and uh, everybody gets really excited, and it's just a good time at finals in at state. Energy is definitely very high. Getting that big win, pulling it out of your sleeve, looking up at the crowd going crazy, the energy level, it's just insane. It's awesome, man. There's no better feeling. So what are you thinking of doing after you uh, win state? Probably going to hit up or get up, hit the gritty on them folks, walk off that mat, go eat me a fat meal and go home. Honestly, that's the plan. All righty. How do you think y'all are going to do in uh, for team points this year? I think we'll do pretty well. We're going to have some big wins. I think we'll be up there top three definitely, Maybe, probably even top two, hopefully. That's awesome. I know y'all y'all are taking a lot of kids down there, so that uh, gives you a little bit of advantage there. Hopefully you'll be able to advance most of your kids into the finals, or uh, if they don't get to the finals, at least they'll make it deep. Yeah. I know you'll be looking forward to that. I will, because on Friday it's also third and fourth, so if they're not first and second, they'll be wrestling Friday for third and fourth as well, so... Definitely help with the team points there. Alrighty, awesome. Do you know when they're holding consoles though? Uh, they're not doing fifth and sixth. Um, if you make it to the fifth and sixth match, then you automatically get a fifth place medal. So they're only wrestling third and fourth and first and second on Saturday. They'll probably do a console round or two on Friday. But yeah, that's it basically. Okay, I understand. So they've removed the fifth and sixth yes. place, but they're still having um, medals for yep. the fifth place. Yes, okay. sir. I got you. And that will be held on Friday, correct? That will be held on Friday. Okay, so Saturday, or, yeah, Saturday, that'll be a shorter day for y'all. Yeah, we literally get there at 10, we start wrestling, probably be out of there by 12. It's just first and second match and third and fourth, and then we're out of there. That's awesome, man. All righty, well, state sounds like it's going to be a fun event. <clears throat> really looking forward to how well y'all do. Speaking of another successful program, we're going to move on to soccer now. So I understand that y'all had a match against Social Circle on Monday. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, we played Social Circle Monday, like you said. Um, it was a pretty rough game, but we pulled through 5-4. to four. Um, I think having tight matches like that um, is helping us for probably when we get to playoffs and stuff. Like last year, we went against Atlanta Classical, and um, I think it being a tight game, we kind of uh, freaked out a little bit. But um, I think playing like we did Monday, 5-4, to four, it will help us prepare for when we have tight games like that. I absolutely agree with that, and it helps in many other sports, not just soccer, to play opponents that are on your level of excellence or even above you because it teaches you how to face that adversity and how to persevere and how to work through those tough situations that you may have never seen or been in before, especially when you're playing uh, smaller teams or teams that you know haven't really reached that level of excellence yet. It's important to play those because you get experience in that that um, competition level that's up there against y'all. Yep, that's so true. And Social Circle is more of an aggressive team, so I think uh, playing them is going to help us even more. And we play them again soon. Well, that's good. She's calling me. <laughs> What's up? Uh, can you tell Ty is Kyle in there? Uh, yeah, he just got in here. All right, well, I'm going to come let uh, me into the wrestling room door. All right. All right, thank you. All folks, that was Itchy Epps live on the, the Murktown Talk podcast. So you heard it here Great. from him. He's trying to break into the school through the wrestling room. Crazy, boy, crazy. All so who are y'all seniors this year for girls' soccer? 
So we have Karis Allen, Kylie Taylor, Anna Taylor, and Kendall Peters. Um, so with those four, how have they stepped up and kind of helped lead the team this year? So Karis, Kylie, and Anna are all on the back line, and they've been taking leadership and like um, helping newer people um, know where to go and things like that. And Kendall in the goal is helping like the whole defensive line. So they've been doing a really good job with that kind of stuff. That's great to hear. It's nice to see seniors stepping up and becoming a leader and teaching the young ones, you know, the way of how y'all do things, teaching them y'all's philosophy of things and how things work on the soccer team. And it's nice to see, especially, you know, when they step up and see how it impacts those underclassmen and getting them ready for the season. Yes, for sure. And um, having them here helping prepare, like, the younger um, classes, for whenever they can take over, so it helps a lot. So I understand y'all have another game today against? Monroe area, yes. Monroe area, all right. So how are they looking this year? Um, so I think all we know right now is that they lost to Social Circle 3-2, to two. and since I guess we only beat them 5-4, to four, I think it'll be a tight match, kind of. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I think they're supposed to be pretty good, though. That's good. It'll be nice to see another really a strong competitor, someone that'll have to push your team to persevere and yes. really work to work for that win. And it'll be important, especially later in the season, especially when you get in the playoffs, yeah. where once you're in the playoffs, everybody's on that same level of excellence. And it really comes down to, you know, what team gets hot and what team, you know, wants it the most. They'll have that drive and they'll be able to push through everything and, you know, make it to the finals. So how do you think y'all are going to do this year in state? Um, I think that we'll do pretty good. I mean, I really think that playing these teams, because last year we would be playing a lot of, t like, kind of easier teams, and so we'd win, like, 10 to 0. And um, I think that now we're playing, like, a little bit of harder teams, and we're missing a couple of our really good players from last year, and uh, Chloe, who's hurt. And so I think uh, we're helping each other work better as a team, and um, I think we'll do pretty good. I do. That's good to hear. You mentioned that you had some seniors that were really good last year. They've obviously graduated and left the team. How have some of the underclassmen stepped up to fill those shoes? So I would say we had a lot of um, seniors that left that were on the back line. And so Karis and Kylie and Anna, who are newer seniors, have taken over and done a really good job with that. It's really good to hear. It's important to see that they've really stepped up and they have accepted the role of becoming a senior or ex mm -hmm. accepted the role of that position and they're trying to perform that task to the best of their ability and kind of, you know, do their job every single day at practice and every single yeah. week when you'll have a game. Yeah, for sure. I'm super proud of all of them. Well, it's awesome to hear y'all's success this season and hopefully it continues through the rest of the season and the end of the playoffs. It was great to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do y'all have your meal in plant? In like, <laughs> no, I, have, uh, I got mine. I'm about to say spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti, your last <laughs> yeah. meal. You're being serious. Yeah, I really am, though. No I really way. like spaghetti. If like, it's Miss Holler's spaghetti, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, your mom has the best spaghetti when she cooks it for church. Oh, yeah. So good, for real. Baked spaghetti. With, like, the cheese on it. Good. So good. So that's good. Alaskan snow crab legs or whatever. With some garlic butter. Heck yeah, man. All right. Or you got yours? Now he's got me thinking. Now. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like good, a bag bro. of chips in a hand. So good, bro. I'm thinking of like a surf and turf. I had 
that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Chaz Hardy yeah, steak tacos. So that steak <laughs> with a lobster tail. Imagine that. For that, that would night. be pretty good. For our last topic. For our last topic, we're going to be going over what our last meals would be. <laughs> <laughs> so the way this works is typically people who are on death row, they are offered one last meal, and it is whatever they desire, and it is cooked for them, and they get to enjoy that before their sentence is carried out. So we're going to be talking about what our last meal would be. So for my last meal, mine would be like a filet mignon, like a surf and turf with a filet mignon and like a lobster tail. I think a uh, restuffed potato would be really good and some garlic bread. That's, that's, I think that's what mine would be. Mason, what would yours be? Uh, mine would be my mom's homemade uh, meatloaf with uh, macaroni and cheese, green beans, and mashed potatoes. So. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> you said that was homemade? Yes. Oh, that makes it even better. Uh, I want to be a bunch of clusters of Alaskan snow crab with like a big bowl of garlic, garlic butter, you know, just dip it in there, just go crazy. You said a big bunch. How, how much do you mean by that? A lot. You can eat a lot of snow crab, <laughs> you? You, think like, you think like a hundred clusters, you think you can eat that much? <laughs> I think I could, yeah. I definitely think I could. Just eat until you're sick. That's the goal. <laughs> All right, I'm thinking some smoked brisket with some sweet baby rays. I know that's like the cheapest barbecue sauce you can put on it, but it's the <laughs> best. With some corn on the cob and some sweet cornbread, I think that's where it's at. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, and I think the sweet cornbread is where it's at. That's definitely going <laughs> to see you over right there. <laughs> Okay, so as weird as this sounds, I think right now I'm thinking spaghetti and some bread and some salad. Sounds good. That sounds like a classic meal right there. Oh, oh yeah. What is your reasoning behind spaghetti? <laughs> okay, so honestly, I don't really know, but it's just really good. You got the cheese on it. It's really good. You're talking like traditional spaghetti or like oven-baked spaghetti? What kind of spaghetti? Oven-baked, for sure. The, the baked best. spaghetti. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of baked spaghetti. I've had it a few <laughs> times, and it is good. But I prefer the traditional, but that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our episode of the Marktown Talk, and we'll roll the outro. Itchy is unfortunately not here for today's episode, so he's still going to run the outro. What's up, folks? Hey, we need you to run the outro. Bet. <laughs>